got you in the game All that you got to me once now, baby But I'll never let you in the game All that you got to me, all that you got, got All that you got to me once now, baby All that you got to me, all that you got, got All that you got to me once now, baby What's poppin' and welcome back to the Advice from Hannah podcast show. I'm your host, Hannah Guzman, and I want to welcome you to yet another episode of season three. We're talking about perfectionism, overcoming it, recovering from it. But before we start this episode, I want to tell you to subscribe, like, share with your friends. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, any major podcast recording studio brand anything like that. If you want to collaborate with me, hit me up. Our Instagram is advice from Hannah. You want to come on advice from Hannah at gmail.com. Now this week, we're going to talk about something a bit personal like we do every week, but this episode, I feel like I've been meaning to do this, but I haven't. And it's perfectionism. I'm a recovering perfectionism person. I want everything to be done a certain way. I have a killer work ethic, which has been my savings grace, but it also has brought me through many dark holes because I want things done a certain way. Um, But perfectionism is a high standard, a peak level of performance that is very hard to achieve. And it's done by continuously doing something over and over again. But some people believe that they're only the best. And if they make any mistakes, it's the end of the world. Um, You know, they never, ever make mistakes. Everything is perfect. And trying to be perfect at all times, that can be stressful. That can cause anxiety to go up through the roof. It can tamper the relationships that you have with people. It can also lead for you to be very miserable. I'm somebody who... I strive myself at my work ethic, but over the years, I've been able to realize what perfectionism has done for me and where it's been my downfall, right? So we're going to go through this episode. I do have a bit of help from anxiety.com, anxietycanada.com. So it's an article that I've been reading, and I really just want to give you the cold hard facts about it. So, and then just a bit of my personal experience so that together we can start really pinpointing why we're like this and and how we can become better, right? So do you have trouble meeting your own standards, right? Do you feel stressed out, anxious? Have you ever been told that your standards are too high? Oh my goodness, I have. I have been told that uh, by, usually it comes from males, but I, I always think that they're just not up to the task to be next to me. <laughs> I can say this because it's my show. Um, but, you know, there there is something to be said when you feel that nobody is good enough for you, right? I find that every individual can work 
out if you're both willing to put in the work. But when somebody feels like they're not good enough for you, that also does have something to do with their self-esteem and how they wish to carry themselves, right? Do you find that your own standards get in the way of you really living a fulfilled life? Um, I, I say this probably every episode, but I've been navigating a new life for the last couple of months. And, and to be honest, I've had to let go of a lot of my perfectionism because it's not, I'm not going to hit the, I'm not going to hit the benchmark every time I can be tired. I can be overwhelmed. I sometimes don't know what to do and it just gets frustrating. So if I'm holding on to something to be perfect, I'm really just robbing myself as from an experience, right? So those things that I just read out, if you have said yes to any of them, uh, you may have an issue with perfectionism, right? Um, especially when we could talk about feeling depressed because when you want something to look a, a certain way and it doesn't, right? We always we always think, well, you know, now I'm failing because this doesn't look like this. Or, you know, I always felt that my perfectionism in, in the workplace environment, when I would make a mistake, I would feel like my colleagues are looking at me like I'm less than them. Right, I've made this mistakes and this and this has caused, you know, such great headache for upper management or for the client. And I would feel really bad because it, it's not up to standard, it's not up to to par, right? And and sometimes being wanting to be per- perfect, you do things over and over and over again. I'll give you an example. Recently, it, here in the province of Ontario, Canada, there's three levels of licensing, right? So there's your G1, which is your written exam. Then you can go for your G2, which is your practical road test, uh, left turn, right turn, parallel park, um, you know, uh, the, the, the parking uphill, downhill, whatnot. I learned driving. I learned to drive at a later stage in my life, in my late 20s. I wasn't like, you know, regular 16-year-olds that went and got their license because when I was 16, I lived on Western Road in the hood. So to me, a car was the last thing I thought I could obtain because it was just something that I didn't see anybody around me having. Everybody was on the bus. So I just thought that the bus was okay. Um, and, and I, in a sense, I, I dimmed myself a lot when I was younger and I wish I didn't, I wish I was more of, I, I wish my ambition would have been bigger. Perhaps I would have done things differently and we wouldn't, we would be in a different state in my life right now, but we're not. So I got my D2 and I got it at 27, I'm 32 now, right? So you you typically have four years to get your G road test, which is the highway. And I'm scared of driving in the highway. As much as I like driving fast, don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I love driving fast. I get scared going on the highway, just the, the actual going on coming traffic. So during the global pandemic, the driving the where you get so like the MTO was closed, right? Because how can you be in a car with somebody if you weren't two meters away from them? COVID happened. So my license actually expired August of 2021. And things started opening up here in Ontario, probably like October. Um, I was I didn't have a car back then in those months. So it didn't really matter to me whether I had this or not. So they open it up and my mom is on me, typical her. You need to get your G, you need to get your G. When you get your car, your insurance is going to be high. Truth be told, I got my car, my insurance is mad high because I don't have my full license. 
I went on the computer and there's a backlog right now of like 2 million people with expired G2s. It's like in the last two years, right? Um, of people. So the government has given everybody an extension. You have until the end of 2022 to get your shit together. I book my G. I book it in October of 2021 and I book it for March, which is the first available date. And I was, oh my God, I must have driven myself up the wall with my perfectionism. I wanted to nail it. I wanted to get on the highway at 100. I wanted to make sure that everything was perfect to the point that I was like stressed, anxious. That whole entire week, I was I was just unbearable. I couldn't even stand myself. You know, when you're so annoying, you can't stand yourself. It, it like, you know, you're like, oh my God, I'm even annoying me. Like, that's when you know that everything that you're doing is it, it, just, you're over the moon. So I shout out to my friend, Janet. Uh, she, she dealt with my perfectionism and I ended up being super scared because it snows a lot. I booked it up North. It snows in the, in the, in the town that I booked it. It just, if it's like five centimeters here in Toronto up there, it's like 30, you know? So it must have been the grace of God and all my mom's prayers that that day the sun was shining. There was no snow on the ground. Everything went perfect. And my perfectionism stole of me that moment, that critical moment that I was actually doing the driving test properly. I passed um, because I'm damn good. And they have reduced the exam for 15 minutes. So it's super, you get on the highway, left left turn, right turn, left turn, right turn, get off the highway, park, and that's it. That's all they ask of you now uh, because of the backlog. But my perfectionism, I wanted it to be perfect to the point that I was even suggested not to do it because I was just stressing myself out, right? So that was my high standard. And I noticed it because it was making me super frustrated super anxious. I was really angry. So I was like, oh man, this is really like me wanting to be perfect right now and not feeling has really altered any kind of communication I had with people around me for that week. Right. And, and the catastrophic thinking as well, right? What if I crash? What if there's like a major pileup? What if, oh my God, my brain was just going a mile, a thousand miles a minute. And, you know, I overestimated myself. And that, that was to me, this is why I'm doing this episode because I want to be candid. I want to be human and, and tell you that I am a recovering perfectionist. And I, I want to stop doing this so I can enjoy my mid thirties. So I can be more happy and not really worry about things not being perfect because perfection is is an illusion that you give yourself of how things are supposed to be. But realistically, you are the narrator of your story. So perfect to you doesn't have to be perfect to anybody else, right? So my kind of what I did, I'm I'm really cool with giving myself now when I'm thinking that things have to be perfect, I I get back down to basics. Like I dumb it down. Okay, what's a realistic goal? How can this be realistic? So I'm going to go back to the driving thing because it's my most recent example. If I fail, I can book it again. At no point has have I said in this story that I can't rebook this exam. 
it it's rebookable. I could have canceled it 48 hours prior to, and I could have rebooked it for free, right? So I I got realistic literally about 20 minutes beforehand, and I gave myself a pep talk. I said, listen, Hannah, if this is not going to work out, you can at least rebook this exam. You can take it again. You can go to driving school. You do think there's options for you, right? I have to give myself positive, realistic affirmations. Nobody's perfect. I can do my best. Making a mistake makes me human. I learn from my mistakes. I am one with my mistakes. Mistakes are welcomed in my life. And this is how I speak to myself because if not, you're going to live a life of misery thinking that nothing is ever perfect. And, you know, a lot of things, sometimes I can even go back and and think of times when things weren't perfect for me, I thought I was being lazy. Or, you know, what is so-and-so going to think of me because this didn't turn out perfect? Oh my God, I didn't get an A on this. That means it's not perfect. So it it is something that I've I've struggled with my whole life. I swear to you, it's like only child syndrome. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the, the chronological orders of how when and how you were born. I need to get somebody on here. If somebody knows, somebody that studies this, let, them, let me know. Hit me up in DM. But, you know, in retrospect, in the big picture, if I would have failed my G, who would have known? Me and the instructor. <laughs> it's not like it's going to go on the newspaper, Hannah failed her G. Well, granted, like I told so many people that everybody was calling me and asking me how I went. That was my mistake. I'm a big, I'm I'm a talkative person. And because I'm such a princess, um, and I'm so kind that when I go into a hermit shell and I don't talk, I instantly start getting, hey, what's going on? Hey, how you feeling? Are you okay? Right? So I'm, no, I'm stressing over my tea. I want to pass it. So, you know, I had a lot of, I, I'm very fortunate in the sense that I'm a princess. And I say that it's with pride, the princess thing. And I have so many people with me that support me and, and love me so very much. That even if I would have failed, they probably still would have made me feel better. <laughs> right? So, and, and going back with perfectionism, if we look at the big picture of the thing that we're trying to perfect, will it matter in five to 10 years? Realistically, is this thing going to matter? Will it matter if you were, if you were perfect? Will it matter if that project that you dropped the ball in, will it matter? Will it matter? Ask yourself that, Right. What's the worst that can happen if this doesn't work out? You're on your ass. Well, guess what? So is everybody else. We're hitting the pavement on a daily basis. I have not had a week in 2022 that I didn't have an adversity happen to me. I kid you not. Sometimes I'm like, yo, I can't catch a break. (laughs) What's happening right now in my life? Right? So a little theatrics there for you. But realistically, you know, these things that are happening to me week by week, will they matter in six months? No, because I'll be battling something else. I'll be doing something else. I'll be being happy at at another point of my life. So realistically, you have to look at the big picture and and see, will this matter and compromise? I know we don't like to compromise. I want it my way or the highway. This is what I want. I'm not settling for less. I want it to be perfect. This sounds like you, you and I were peoples. We can get along, but you know, agreeing to disagreeing, compromising with your vision is okay. Because sometimes you want to go a certain route with something and it ain't it. It ain't it. It ain't it. So you have to compromise with yourself and you have to compromise with the goals that you've set out with your life 
and really like does it really have to be perfect let's make a let's make a compromise right because your mental health happens it, it happens it needs to get better and letting go of perfectionism will be will be what helps you out in the long run right so compromising is something that a lot of us don't like to do because then we feel like we're losing right we feel like we're losing. I made a compromise for this. I'm settling. I'm not getting what I want. But sometimes a compromise will lead you to shift the focus and realize something it, like a scenario or, or a place in your life that has an even bigger reaction for you, that is even better for you, right? So you have to kind of sit there and, and realize, okay, I'm going to be okay. This is not the end of the world. Will this matter in five years? Can I compromise on my perfectionism for this project, person, place, or thing? Will I be okay if this doesn't work out? And let me tell you something. You'll be okay after every scenario that doesn't work out. That's the magic of life. I've gone through things that, oh my God, I thought I was never going to survive. I was like, oh, this is it. It's done. It's done for me. I'm, I cannot say. It should be told I, I did. I got over it. And I kept on walking. And that's one of those things that that's what's the magic of the human being, right? But you, the minute I started letting go of what looks perfect in my life is when I feel like I regained a bit more of stability and control of my feelings and how I can continue moving forward in the new lifestyle that I'm living. So what are we going to do? We're going to let go of perfectionism because it's robbing us of the experiences of living our true, authentic life. That was a damn mic drop. I am on today. Today I'm on. So if nobody's told you today, I love you. This is your favorite podcast host, Hannah Guzman, coming at you from her bedroom studio in Toronto, wishing you the best We. Once now, baby, all the chick get to me, all the chick get, get, all the chick get to me, once now, baby, all the chick get to me, all the chick get, get, all the chick get to me, once now, baby.